And that's as much as we can play without getting sued, right? Oh, no, nah, we're just going to keep playing it. <laughs> I'll answer what war is good for. Well, it's how you seize territories, gain more minerals and trade routes and uh, and all sorts of other good things, right? Uh, war is what built humanity. Yeah, but it's not as exciting as it used to be. Uh, I remember reading the, uh, the forward to the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, and they talked about how you'll never see adventure conquerors again, like, you know, Alexander the Great and Napoleon and, you know, I, I hate to say the name, but but Hitler, you know what I mean? You, Wait, hold on, are you, are you categorizing Hitler as an adventure conqueror? Well, the word adventure? No, adventurer conqueror. Okay, so is he an adventurer, though? Well, it's like, I kind of, so I think the way that the, that the author, William L., Shire, I, I think the way he meant that was that basically not stopping at your borders, adventuring out and just taking as much fucking land as you can. Okay, That's see, I thought we were going in the realm of Alexander the Great, you know, I mean, like he was just this dude who just took the world by storm and it, it, there's poems written about him and there's epic stories and things. Yeah. It's very romanticized, but I guess and, if you think about the reality is they were still cutting people in half and skewering them on pikes and murdering families. Yeah, but you know. Napoleon conquered all of Europe, you know, Hitler but he was so little, though. Hitler conquered all. No, he wasn't. That was all horse shit. It, oh, it so you're like, saying Napoleon was what, six foot four? I was saying that he was normal size for that, that, that he was basically of normal size. Uh, you know, as most people back then, and basically that, that was something that was started by the British to try. I think, I think him. he was of normal height, but he had a, a tiny wiener, and that's why he was not only angry, but that's what the British were talking about. But they're too proper to say his tallywhacker is too small. They just called him in general small. Well, according to the first uh, Bill and Ted's movie, he he's also a big fan of ice cream. But you know what? We are getting a little bit into the weeds here without actually, you know, leading off this episode. Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is your host with the least, Joe Lex, and I am here with my compatriot, Art. Art, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing just fine and dandy. Yay, yay! In fact, I got my uh, my old granddad here. I'm going to take a shot of that and follow it up with a, a pickleback because old granddad is gross. You know, I really have to start bringing back my mixed drinks again. I've been busy as of late. I've or busy. I've been lazy as of late. I've been, yeah, that's uh, more like it. I've been going back. I've been uh, sticking with the Wicked Grove hard cider, which doesn't really get me drunk, and that's a bad thing. You got to um, drink a lot of cider to get drunk. I, you know, I have to drink a lot of cider just to get through this program. To be honest with you. Um, I um so um it is just the two of us here this evening um which is probably for the best because war is a sensitive topic there's a lot of bad shit going on in in the world and you know you know it at any point there could be a giant mushroom cloud right art so i mean it's Art, if it's just the two of us at the end, I don't think we can procreate. 
We could certainly give it the old college try, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good times. So, yeah. I, so the, you know, which actually brings me to our first topic this evening, Art. There was a, um, this quote has often been attributed to Einstein. Uh, you know, it might be paraphrasing right now, and I don't know for sure if he, if he even said this, although it sounds like something that he probably would say. And that is, I am not sure with which weapons the Third World War will be fought, but in the Fourth World War, they will fight with sticks and stones. Ah, and, yes, I like that. That's true, because we will set ourselves back to the primitive time. Yeah, and I mean, you know, of course, I think about 2001, a space, uh, the scene, and right before the monkey tosses the bone up in the air, you, you know, you know, it turns into a space station. It's, uh, you know, shows him kind of trying to, you know, starting to understand how the bone works and how he can use it as like a weapon and like this and that, you know, and it's... Did you I say guess... how the bone works? Ooh. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sexy time indeed. Um, so I guess my question is, is well, it's, too, it, 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 it's a twofer. Um, do you think that there will be another great war in our lifetime? And I'm saying something like a third world war, because, you know, fortunately, you know, you know, Art, we were born in, you know, I was born in 80, you were born in 81, you know, and it was four decades prior that we had our last, you know, great war. And, you know, it was just a few decades prior to that, that there was, of course, like the First World War. There's been a lot of bad shit that's happened since then with the Cold War and everything else, terrorism, you know, September 11th. Do you think that we could face something like that? in our lifetime you know in the time we have left and two will there be anyone left if it does indeed happen um and i would so i guess i have to go ahead and answer this first um i try to see the best in people so i would like to think that you know that there won't be some madmen or women who are just pushing a button because you know they're up against the wall and like you know and they're of the fuck the world mentality although there has been rumors that um you know that there are countries like the united states and russia and so on and so forth that are basically have like a scorched earth policy basically if we're going down we're taking out all you assholes with us <laughs> um i I would like to think that calmer heads will prevail. I tend to worry more about like dirty bombs and stuff like that. Just the thought of them. Um, because, you know, if there was a great war, I would think that it would only be a matter of time until they're, until nuclear weapons were used. Um, so I would like to, I would like to think better of humanity and say it won't happen, at least not in our lifetime. If it did, no, we will not be, fighting with sticks and stones because all that will, will be left of this planet is a gigantic crater that is just my like opinion what, what do you say <clears throat> i am uh, not that far behind um jumping all over the place i would actually argue i think it would be the the fourth war would be fought with sticks and stones 
but because there's no timeline being given that, yeah, we'll, we'll turn this into a giant fucking ash pit. But as uh, Professor Malcolm said, life finds a way. And, mm. you know, give it another million years or something, and then a whole other race of creatures and beings will develop from the ichor and whatever else is left underneath the, the ashen snow. And that society of creatures will fight with primal weapons. Yeah, I think our third world war will not immediately do us in, but it will certainly set us on a trajectory in which we cannot come back from. Uh, because I do not have faith in people. I am a little bit more nihilistic <laughs> that way, I guess. Uh, I feel that we as a collective species are like a petulant toddler who has just found their father's firearm. And it's only a matter of time before we point it the wrong way. But again, that's just me. How so, cheery. Yeah. What a world we are leaving our sons. Well, to be honest, that was one of the first things I told my wife when we were talking about having a kid. And then when she was pregnant, when he was coming, I said, you know, I, I really, I don't feel great about the world he's coming into, but I feel really bad about the world that his kids and their kids are going to come into. Yeah. So I think our immediate generation that we are, that we are raising now, um, I think they'll be fine. I think the world will be fine. But I think in another 50 to 75, maybe 100 years, that's when shit's going to go off the rails. Uh, but we'll be long dead and long forgotten. So, you know, so unless you want to freeze your head, then, you know, you'll be watching. So in other words, it's no longer system. our problem. Yes, exactly. Which is the overall idea and the problem with everybody that came before us. It's always passing the buck down the road. It's just like, yeah, you know, we should develop this weapon that'll literally evaporate everything for a square mile. And uh, let's just keep making it bigger and bigger. Well, what about the ramifications? Ah, the technology won't get that far for another 50 years. We won't be around to worry about it. That's, that's that sort of shit. Wasn't it, uh, wasn't it Oppenheimer who I think after seeing the, uh, the, uh, the nuclear blast said something like, I have become death the destroyer of worlds or something like that i think so and didn't they also <laughs> didn't they also end up taking that for watchmen <laughs> they might have yeah <laughs> yeah oh, i feel like yeah. he, that well we'll have to wait till next year for uh christopher nolan's oppenheimer movie for us to see hmm. yes. so all right so we're off to a cheery start here here you know here here's something a little well it's still serious but I guess a little bit less. Um, Are you going to ask what our favorite war is? <laughs> oh, damn it. You guessed. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say, of all the war films that you've seen, just because I know you're oh, like okay. a cinephile, uh, what is the one that you think really nail, you know, nails war? And I like, you know, basically is as basically is as real as it gets. And right. I, I'm going to have I'm having a hard time picking between two. So I'm going to tell you what oh, my same two, here, <laughs> what my two are in case one of those is yours. And if one of those is yours, then I'll then I won't take that one. But I was going to say, uh, of course, Saving Private Ryan. Yep. And the other was Full Metal Jacket. 
Kyle, we think exactly the same, but don't worry. <laughs> I have a backup. <laughs> well, well, actually, no, 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 no. I will speak to... Uh, do you, do you have a preference about which one you speak to there? Well, because they 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 have different elements about them that you know really ring true. I mean, Full Metal Jacket is two movies. It's like it really Titanic. Is. The first half is you know romance, and the second half is a horror film. And yeah. then you know Full Metal Jacket. The first half is a dark comedy followed by just utter depressing war. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it actually... was great when Private Paul blew his brains out. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's the turn, Joe. That's the turn. Up until you see Kyle sitting on the toilet with that fucking gun. It's a dark comedy. Um, no, I want you to go ahead. Just hit on those two because I have two others that I'll bring up. Okay. So. All right. So Stephen Prime and Ryan, of course, I have and Art's walking away, which which really makes for great radio here. Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> I had to get a beer. Jesus Christ. Just uh, keep talking like I was here the whole time. So Saving Private Ryan, of course, I have to talk about, you know, was it Omaha or Utah Beach at the beginning? I Omaha. I think it was oh, Omaha. no, sorry. Normandy, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but but there were different beaches. Oh, oh, oh I think it was Omaha. Okay. Um, you, you know, or, or, or there were different landing. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I totally, um, I had a break for it. <laughs> you're good. Um. So that whole scene, I mean, just fucked with me so bad. Especially the part where the kid is laying on the beach with his intestines hanging out. Oh, yeah. Like his mama. And mm -hmm. I mean, and it's like, and I think that's what a lot of that is what war is. Uh, I mean, it. it's so, I can't even imagine, you know, and I'm friends with in, <laughs> in the BBJ world. Oh. I am, <laughs> I... <laughs> You have to wait for it. You never know when it's going to come. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, man. Great radio. I, I know. I um, there. That's what she said. Yeah, that was for the you never know when it's going to come. That's what she <laughs> said. BBJ. There, there we go. In the BBJ world, um, it's, uh, you know, just because I, I know a lot of people who are veterans, you know, you know, um, also from work and such. And I mean, it's. And, you know, I can't even imagine the, the dark shit that they bring back with them or that they experienced. Uh, my granddad served during the war. I, I think most people can can say that they've had relatives who have served at some point, of course, with the draft and, and everything else. And that's what I think it was. I mean, that's what I think war is. It's it's brutal. And, and as far as Full Metal Jacket goes, it's kind of the same thing. It shows kind of... Uh, <laughs> Like you said, it's the um, actually I, I can't really speak on it too much because you you really nailed it with what you said with how it's like how it takes that dark turn and goes into just how brutal war is and once again um, you know much like with Saving Private Ryan and that terrible scene there with the kid with his guts hanging out and whatnot I I think about the end of the movie with the sniper you know taking out the was it two or three guys and then oh, yeah. uh, and they find out it's a woman mm -hmm. uh, you, you know not to say that women can't be snipers but but they were shocked that it that it was this this vietnamese vietnamese lady who was just absolutely brutal with what she was doing aiming at like their joints and stuff like that just to make sure that they were alive and to, and to draw more people in you know it was uh some 
fucked up stuff, man. Why did I bring up this topic again? I don't know. I don't but, know. But but what are your choices? Uh, because I'm gonna because you nailed it too. I'm gonna as I said, I'm gonna use two different ones. Uh, so the first one is clearly an outright war film. The other one is um, framed within the war, but I have to give it credit because of how utterly real it is. First mm -hmm. movie, 1917. That really showed the shit crazy situations and complete cluelessness of a world before easy technology and easy communication and that nobody knows who's in charge nobody knows where they're supposed to be it's just complete chaos and uh it's just also just an impeccably done film i mean there are a couple of moments that are clearly stretched out for the sake of you know dramatic intent but i feel that the the opening sequence and all the trench warfare stuff is incredibly accurate and just goddamn harrowing uh and the second one would be schindler's list because mm. that shit lays out it very very clearly the horrors of you know war that people don't think about you know people think about the battlefield and all the shit that happens but especially you know i mean back then you know you didn't hear about anything because how could you how could you know it'd just be a murmur um but nobody thought about hey not everybody follows the same rules of a geneva convention or how they treat people that they capture and yeah. you know so that that was another one that yeah even though it's all told within a very specific area i feel that it really captured um the utter futility of war and just the the massive massive effect that it can have on people so and it, yeah and it's terrible be because that's the way you know war is that's the way it always will be You're, you know you hear about atrocities coming out of ukraine right now where mm -hmm. you know people have been you know they've gone into villages that have been reclaimed and whatnot and people have been tortured to death and there's you know rows of bodies on on the uh you know lining the streets and shit like that and that's the that you know it's not full scale genocide but i mean it's but it's it's war crimes and it's it's uh it's that's some fucked up stuff uh, i mean oh, it's yeah. you know I, I can't even imagine shouldering that um i almost wish that i had opened up this question too to like you know you could you could even count like tv shows and music videos and shit like that because uh, uh, heroes because when you <laughs> because when you brought up 1917 i actually thought about the uh the metallica song one. Oh yeah <laughs> uh, about the guy in world war one who gets blown up and what loses his eyesight yeah. his his he can't talk he can't hear he loses both arms both legs and he's just he's basically a vegetable and he's like you know and like i think the only way he can communicate is by like hitting his head to do like an sos or something like that you know to, or basically say just to kill him you know what i mean and it's, you mean, it's do you mean this song <laughs> That, that is not the one I was talking about. Oh, this, this song is uh, it's called One. Is that no, no, this isn't it. Is that Cree or is that Cree? It is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, damn. I thought that was the drop, but that's not the drop. Remember okay. when Remember when Creed used to be the butt of jokes, but then it turned it into the Nickelback? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's Imagine Dragons, right? Is it really? I have no idea. Okay. That's All right. So, uh, so do you have a topic, Art? I do. Um, fuck. Hold on. I had it. <laughs> I, I do have one. I was just trying to remember what it was now. Um, if you're still thinking about one, I, I do have one no, more. No, no. I'm going to I'm gonna hold the audience on this one while I'm trying to recall what that thought Suspense. was. Suspense. Uh, awesome. They're just going to be here with us for just a just a moment while... Um, while what I'm, else are they going to do? Like, turn us off? I know, right? Seriously. Yeah, you can't... We are so off. hot right now. It's ridiculous. It's like, we... We have these crazy amount of downloads, especially from our old hometown, which is just, I don't know if people are like gathering evidence on us, or maybe there's some old crushes who are like seriously stalking us or something. I don't know, but it's, uh, uh, if they're hot, I'm not going to complain. Damn. Rest in power, Alex. Trebek. Rest in power. I like that. I've never heard that one before. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's something that is often said um, about, um, well, it, it's often said about civil rights leaders and, and oh, but it's, you know, not that he's a civil right leader, but I mean, it's, but he's awesome. And, you know, rest in he's power. He's a national treasure that we've have appropriated from our Canada, our great, a great hat up above Canada. That's right. We should right. invade them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I wouldn't fuck with people who have made an entire lifestyle out of slugging whiskey, maple syrup, and swinging axes all year round. And my understanding is that Mounties are kind of badasses. So yeah, so they are sort I... of like you know they are like the Green Berets, except on horseback. I mean, I've heard of about a Mountie fighting a moose barefisted. Well, uh, you know, and, and people always laugh about the. Uh you know about like the swiss guard with the pope and the thing is is that like the swiss guard you don't fuck with those guys oh no dude they're, they're, those guys are fucking <laughs> crazy can, yeah <laughs> yes they do yes they do wear some extravagant outfits but uh but yeah it's yeah don't <laughs> yeah yeah is my understanding <laughs> uh, oh, so have you ever God, come I, up with your topic you know it's so it's so fucking annoying because it's on the tip of my tongue so it's going to come up later, I guarantee, probably right at the end of the episode, just Oops. as we're ready to, to tune out. And that, that's great. So, uh, you know, I'm going to just make up something. So, Joe, let's talk about uh, war. If you were to declare war on one neighbor, who would it be and for what trespass? Who says that war has to be between nations? Haven't you ever heard of War of the Roses? That's a between a married couple. So maybe there's a, a you know, a neighbor war. Let's let's talk some shit about your neighbors because you can get into an all-out war with them. Well, you actually have to lead us off. That's right. That's the one hey, thing. Hey, you I bastard. <laughs> That's okay. I can I can I can do this. I can do this. Uh, I would actually have to say that if I were to go to war with one neighbor, it would be this family that's across the walkway from our townhome, row of townhomes, and they're all the way at the very end. And it's because they leave their door open 
and they like to air their dirty laundry for everybody. So they have the door open and the husband and wife get into verbal shout matches all the time. They have this big fucking pit bull who I'm convinced is trying to get out to eat my dogs. And the most egregious thing is the guy will smoke all of this meat on his front porch and not share any of it with anybody. What a douchebag. So the crimes against my nation, my personage, is the teasing of meats, the threatening of canines, and having to listen to how they like different sports team, different sports teams, and that each other is a fucking idiot. So let's hear about you and your rose bed issues, or yeah. perhaps your koi pond jealousy. You know what? I don't really have an answer as far as that's concerned, but I do have kind of like a roundabout one that you'll probably like more because it shows you like my you know, the fucked up way that my brain works. Like, you know, I, th th that's actually a pretty good drop. That's a good um, Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> that's a good drop. <laughs> yeah, there you did. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, you know, I've often thought about, you know, if this, you know, because they, you know, this country has been through a civil war and um, they've, there's been discussion that eventually, especially with, how divided this country is that you know everything could break up again one day and something a thought that has occurred to me is that you know hey it could almost be like a world war where it's like you know be because both of the world wars were mostly central to europe um of course the second world war also included china and japan and all but i'm thinking you know like a majority of europe and i'm thinking to myself hmm so like if the south broke away you know, they could, there could be, they could start to take Lebensraum and like, you know, start to like, you know, take areas around them. Poland could be like Florida. Uh, New York and California <laughs> could be uh, the UK and France. And uh, Canada could be Russia. So like Operation Barbarossa. And yeah, I have completely gone off the rails here, but this is just the way that I've, these are just random thoughts that I've had in like my fucked up head over like the years. So, I mean, it's, it's, so that's, that's a weird ass way to answer your question. Um, you know, that's me just more spitballing if the country ever broke up and decided to do a world war two redux. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or a pale imitation of such. Um, so I'll say that, but then I'll say if I do have to, if, if I do have to invade anybody, it will be your house uh, so that I can then have your neighbors smoke meat. Ooh, nice. Smoke weed every day. And then while we're, uh, while you're still thinking about your other topic, yeah. if you, if yeah, you yeah, ever yeah. come up with it again, um, is there a battlefield that you wish you could that you have not visited but you wish you could one day? And, Thermopylae. You know, huh? Thermopylae. Uh, a lot of <laughs> that's a good answer. Uh you know, a lot of people have been to Gettysburg. I've actually not been. Of course, that's a place I'd love to be, but I think more I would love to go to Volgograd. Uh, Art, are you familiar with Volgograd? 
I don't think I am. Are you familiar with perhaps its past name, Stalingrad? Ah, yes, I am familiar with Stalingrad, yes. And the Battle of Stalingrad was, I think, with the amount of death and destruction there, I mean, that would be... That would ha- that would have to be amazing just to take in. It, it, it just one of those things where I think you just have to stand there and just kind of be like, you know, wow, less than like a century ago, this was, yeah, like you can't even, you know, this was hell. Uh, you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, watching a documentary about it, and like, you know, either you know a Russian or German soldier or something like that was talking about how you know in the dead of night you know dogs and cats would plunge into the waters and swim away from like the city that's how bad it was you you know basically only man indoors and it's like you know it 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 was the first i believe real example of urban warfare to the point where they were fighting the russians and germans not only house to house but like floor to floor like Mm. like you know you'd have the Nazis on one floor, the Russians on like a floor above them, and then like the Nazis on like a floor above them. It was just, and if you look at like the deaths, the I know that the Russians suffered over like a million casualties. Uh, the the Germans weren't far behind, and they actually lost the battle. And it just you know two million plus deaths, not even counting civilians. I mean that's. It's not that I would bask in something like that, but it, but I think it's something that you almost just have to like experience just to think, you know, wow, this like, you know, if, if there was any place that I, I don't know if haunted is the right word, but if there's any place that has like some kind of cruel force of nature or whatever you you might say wrapped around it, this has to be it. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, it's the same, you know, it's like there's a heaviness in the air. It's like anybody who goes to visit visit the remains of Dachau or Buchenwald or Absolutely. Auschwitz. It's like, you know, you just, you can feel that in the air. And you go to that sort of place where all this fighting happened. Yeah, you know. Oh, it's uh Do you have crazy. one? Um, No, I don't. You dick. Well, it's in Thermopylae. I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, what I would like to do is I would like to go and actually see um, where the the Spartans did hold off the Persian army in the, the hot gates, that, that mountain overpass or the mountain mm. through pass or whatever. I'd actually like to go see what that was like because I, I'm not even thinking about the movie 300 because that's just fun. I yes, you are. It's garbage. No, I'm actually thinking about the, the book by Stephen Pressfield oh my god excuse me called uh i believe it's at, at the gates of fire uh wonderful wonderful fiction and the guy really did a lot a lot of research you can you you, you read this book and it, you could feel what it's like to be back in that that time um but just to know like such a small accompaniment of men were able to hold off so many and uh you know when you talked to very early on when we were talking this is going back to the early topic about war and how it's fought and everything and how different it is now um it's like war is now fought with remote controls and buttons and cameras as opposed to the once time honored tradition of looking someone in the eye and raising a sword or a club (laughs) you know 
Um, and just like, I feel like that sort of thing is just, that's just hmm. heavy, you know, like to think about, I mean, hell, even if you go to visit any sites of medieval battles, like that's gotta be something too, just to realize mm. that there were thousands of people standing on this ground and, you know, just like with, you know, like Omaha beach, you know, the soil turns red because there's so much fucking blood. It's like mud, but it's bloody mud. It's just crazy. Just just the sheer capacity of violence that humanity has. It's beyond me. Uh, and speaking of uh, sheer violence in humanity, this is a great way to turn into this, don't you think? Ah, 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 Lex load. Oh, yeah. oh. Art, do I ever have a special Lex load this evening? Because... Uh, I, uh, I I don't know if you've heard, uh, but we might be going to war with Norway. That's what she said. Wait, what? <laughs> you haven't heard about this? No, I have not. Well, not more in like the chess world. Oh, uh, I see. Have you heard about this story? Nerd alert! I'm afraid I have not. Go ahead, tell oh, me. Oh, you you are in for a treat, Art. So, um. Yeah, speaking of war, there there's some bad blood right now between the Americans uh, and the Norwegians, uh, specifically two grandmasters. Uh, the American's name is Hans Niemann. That's an American's name? It says he's an American. I like chest- it. We're going to talk American- about an American. Hans Niemann! <laughs> he is an and American then we're going to chest- have a Norwegian named carl butler (laughs) he's an american chess grandmaster and twitch streamer god help us Mm -hmm. and uh the other one this is definitely norwegian magnus carlson oh i've heard of magnus carlson yeah he actually has an app that you can use to train for chess well uh magnus is a little hot under the collar right now with uh with hans here was it hans ivory yes hans there we go um, so Hans, <laughs> if you thought the chess, uh, I'm going to read straight from this article here because I don't want to leave anything out. If you thought the chess was boring, uh, the Netflix show, the Queen's Gambit got soon sorted that out. However, some recent cheating accusations have just made the discipline a hell of a lot kinkier. Ooh. Indeed, 19-year-old chess grandmaster Hans Niemann is currently at the heart of a scandal that is rocking the chess world. Or should that be making the chess world vibrate? <laughs> Niemann has been hit with accusations on social media, which state that the only reason he won against the world's top grandmaster, Magnus Carlsen, earlier this month is that the young player cheated using wireless vibrating anal beads. Okay. Just let that sink in. <laughs> now, I have to say this. Oh, this is amazing. This is probably your best load ever. Um, think about the commitment to such a fucking scam. You know, I mean, it was one thing when you saw the electronic tapping device that they used in the movie Casino. Mm-hmm. where it was like that's that's going a long way to want to rip off a casino and there's i'm not trying to d- diminish chess here but you know you can win lots of money in a casino doing this 
I don't know how much you win in a chess tournament other than prestige and maybe like, you know, some sort of, I guess, purse. But that's a hell of a way to go to just literally beat somebody at a fucking board well, game. And to be fair, we don't know if it happened, but... Did they but not search still... him for beads? And also, how well, would they even come up with that... this idea? Is there a here's, prototype? Here's the thing. He, you know, there, there's just a little bit more that I would like to share here. Uh, Neiman has, if I can find it real quickly... Apparently, Neiman had said that there was uh, um, that he used to play on chess.com and he agreed that he did cheat on there, but that he was not wearing anal beads uh, during the match in question. He also said, <laughs> he also said um, eventually Neiman, uh, yeah, eventually Neiman addressed the cheating out allegations admitting he cheated during virtual chess.com tournaments when he was younger uh he oh here's the best part i have never cheated in an over the board game if they want me to strip fully naked i will do it i don't care because i know i am clean you want me to play in a closed box with zero electronic transmission i don't care so we've gone from anal beads to um him basically saying that I'm I'm no longer a cheat. I will play naked, and uh, if you find anal beads, I guess so be it, Art. And uh, this week's Lex load is definitely very very kinky. Oh, oh, there, sorry. <laughs> Good job, Lex. Thank you. Ah, ah, ah. Lex load. Oh, yeah. oh wow, that was a uh, it's a real journey we took today, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I like it. Um, yeah. I think wow. I might have to get you some some anal beads now for Christmas. Oh. But what do I do with the ones you got me three years ago? <laughs> I guess it is time to size up. Oh, well, you've made it this far, so you get the special prize, dear listener. You get to hear me talk about a bunch of shit that we don't check. So you can go to our website, thatwasdisappointing.com. I think it still exists. You can also check out our Patreon while it still uh, is up before we decide to take it down out of it just being a waste of our time at that <laughs> sorry uh patreon.com slash that was disappointing or you can pay us in crypto you can also pay us in crypto uh hey buy in the dip remember that's it's what the gorillas say that's right i uh, i know i've lost a bunch of money in crypto so uh if you want to go ahead and give me your now defunct dog coins or doge coins doge coins you douche yeah yeah how about douche coins for you <laughs> the jerk store called and they're all out of you Ugh, kick me in the nuts while I'm down uh, so yeah thanks for tuning in this has been Art and Lex uh, we had nobody with us because nobody likes us um, yeah so check us out visit us at Facebook become a, a fan of our page or follow us or whatever the kids call it these days Joe posts some funny shit up there it's pretty good and uh, I think that's pretty much where we're at right do you have anything else Joe? BBJ. BBJ. Until next week, 
We'll see ya. I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the alcoholic. No more beer, my heart. Hard to cheer. Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. <laughs> <laughs>